You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now back to 95.7 The Game. Before we get back to the uh, hot Trey Lance topic of the day, it's Whitey Gleason, Alan Stiles on 95.7 The Game. Hope you're having a great Labor Day. I just wanted to briefly share from nature a tip on how to stay cool, Alan. This isn't for Mm. everybody, and I definitely think if you're going to try this, you need to do it in your own backyard. Um, At my house, you know, we got squirrels all over the place. We don't have a very big yard, but we have a lot of squirrels for some reason. Mm -hmm. And when it gets really hot, the squirrels... I'll see them laying on the lawn in the shade. And it's like, what's wrong with that squirrel? Is it okay? The squirrels kind of spread eagle in the cool lawn if it's cool there. That, and that's how they – I call it squirreling. I don't know what it's really called. CNN actually had a story about this last mm-hmm. week. People see squirrels doing this in – I think it's like Central Park in New York. And What's wrong with that squirrel? But they stay cool that way. So, you know, I, again, I don't think it's something you want to do in the front yard. But if you got a cool spot in the backyard, yeah. kind of spread eagle there on – there you go. I'm swirling. <laughs> there you go. Yes. Wow. What do you think? Yeah, no. Might be worth a try. Any way to beat the heat. Any way to beat the heat. And yeah. There, I, there, there's a couple others that I would probably do before that, but, you know, if I got to that point, sure. Right. But everybody knows those. Yeah. I just want to go, you know, right. off the board if a you little don't, bit. If you don't want to jump in a pool or go to the beach or take a cold shower. <laughs> Get some squirreling in. Go to the beach if you go. Well, I guess Ocean Beach is probably pretty crowded. Oh, right? I'm sure it's you a mess right now. You got Half Moon Bay, that one road through Pacific, mm-hmm. packed right yeah, now. Yeah, Alameda. Yesterday I was out there playing a little beach pickleball. It was, you know, I barely had room. I barely had room. Pickleball, you say? It now was I, a version of it. Okay. Because it's on the beach, so it can't bounce. Right? Oh, all right. Maybe I'm a pickleball snob, but I when I first heard about pickleball, I thought, well, this is just for people that, for whatever reason, can't move well enough to play tennis anymore. But I just take it off. It's a sensation. I think originally that, yeah, everyone had that take, and then all of a sudden, it just took off. You must be great. I know you have great hand-eye because Alan just finished off that poor fly in here. It only took him two swings. But you it was know, a pretty big target, though. No, I, did, I didn't think the paper was thick enough. I'm like, he's going to hit me back. <laughs> Okay, Trey Lance, Mm -hmm. get ready to start his first NFL game less than a week away. Today we had an interesting, I'll just call it a situation. Albert Breer, a longtime NFL insider, he writes, of course, the MMQB at SI.com. And he posted a story about, well, about a lot of things around the league, but he had a little blurb, if you will, about the 49er quarterback situation. By the way, Albert Breer says, what's going on here with this thing? Why are they doing this? What's going on? But he said initially that he thought, uh, he said, from what I heard, Trey Lance was annoyed when he first heard that Jimmy G was coming back. Trey Lance was annoyed. So annoyed, huh? So our own Sterling uh, Bennett, who you hear here on 95.7 of the game, who happens to be running the board for us right now. So Sterling, you actually tweeted at Albert Breer and asked him, Hey, well, you tell us what did you what did you tweet at Breer here? Yeah, so I basically took the quote he had in his article and just gave him the the basically said this is what he said, and Twitter took off with it, and then eventually Breer responded and was like, maybe it's not actually what uh-huh. I meant. Uh-huh. And so, mm-hmm. not to say he walked back, but he, he provided further clarification. He walked it back. He yeah, definitely. <laughs> You're right, Evan. He walked it back, 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 back. Yeah. So yeah, because when Alan came in, we were talking about the story, and I went to find the quote, and you can't find the quote anymore because Albert Breer, after Sterling called him out, Albert Breer changed it. He yep. changed the post mm-hmm. to, um, well, I have it here somewhere, uh, paraphrasing. Complicated. But yeah. Uh, it was very complicated when when Trey found out what was going on. How about that? Hit what that are we to make of that? What does that really mean? Hit that moonwalk one time. Hey, look, he probably woke up 
it's a nice Labor Day. Everyone's enjoying himself mm-hmm. and thinking, I don't want – nobody wants to be, oh, I'm the one stirring the pot. But yes. at the same time, you do, right? Because mm-hmm. you don't want to come off like you're making anything up. And like we talked about earlier in the show, there's no way for this to be confirmed. Yeah. So That's initially, he wrote that uh, Trey was annoyed. Then he changed it to, quote, And while I'd heard the news was, as you'd expect, a little complicated for Lance to take it first, he's a smart, mature kid who I believe can handle it. In other words, Albert Breer wrote something <laughs> that people were jumping out. Wait, Trey was annoyed? Which, again, as you and I have said, and, and, Alan, so, well, well he was, of course he was. Yeah, of, co- of course. And you know what? I would believe that before I believed Kyle Shanahan. Oh, Trey was pumped. <laughs> Trey, was, Trey was so excited. Yeah, high five. Yes, Jimmy's back. Jimmy's back, man. I can't wait to duke it out. Can't wait to battle. So Albert Breer, to his credit, did come on the station. He was on before our show with Lo Neal and Larry Kruger. And here's what Albert Breer had to say about the immediate aftermath of Trey's reaction to the Jimmy News. From what I understand, Trey Lance's you know reaction, um, you know, I, I think it was pretty natural. I think it's complicated news for him to take. Um, and you know, one of the reasons I use the word immediate aftermath is because. I think in the in the immediate aftermath, you're probably processing a lot of things um, when the idea that comes up. I think what was most important about it, and this is just, this is my feeling on it, what was most important about it was that the Niners were upfront with their guys about it, right? Like, and so um, you know, after discussing it with Jimmy, the idea of it, the concept of it with Jimmy, and making it clear to Jimmy if we do this, Trey is going to be our starter, and then discussing it with Trey. And then going to the leadership council and informing them of what they're going to do. You know, I think they felt comfortable moving forward with it. So that was Albert Breer. I, it's pretty clear that he intended to write what he initially wrote. And then you can hear it in there, right? It's like, well, understandably, uh, it was complicated. Look, I, I'm, I'm going with the assumption that Trey Lance was annoyed. And I don't blame him. I don't think that's a bad sign for the Niners. I think it's natural. But I just I wish that he would have stuck by his story. Yes. And I'm just thinking now as we're listening to these cuts, because if you think about it, Jimmy does the the goodbye press conference. Everyone says, oh, his agent made him do that. Whatever. I don't it doesn't really matter why he did it. He did it. So you have to imagine that same day there was some version of not not a full blown goodbye because Jimmy never left the roster, but you got to imagine during that time and when Jimmy's off to the side, there was some version of a goodbye, right? Maybe mm-hmm. not to the whole team because, like we said, he would wait for the official thing to do that. But maybe Trey, man, hey, do your thing next season. Yeah. It's been good playing with you. Yep. All right, mm-hmm. you know it's gonna be your league one day. Yeah. This, that, and the third. Hold on, hold on, hold on, real quick, big fella. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm actually gonna kick it with you one more time. And let's think about it like this: If you're Trey, and you, I don't know what type of they say, I don't know what strong relationship means, right? Ke- Kyrie and Kevin Durant were besties a, a, two years ago. Now all of a sudden, Kevin Durant can't play with them. So I don't know what. Or you know, some people say that Kevin Durant wanted out because he thought they disrespected his buddy Kyrie. I don't know where the truth is. Right. But some people are right. trying to sports friendships. I have no clue I what. I have yeah. no clue what a sports friendship. Yeah. What those? How about our relationship? Would you characterize it as strong? Strong. Okay, good. Very strong. Very strong. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't necessarily know how close they are. But if you're Trey and you think, okay, well, Jimmy's coming back. Apparently, there were teams that were interested. We don't know who, right? We we know it was the Seahawks. We don't know to what level. I don't know if a trade. I'm pretty sure I heard trades were actually there were conversations, deep conversations, but nothing matched up. So let's just say there were at least two teams interested in in Jimmy Garoppolo, and Jimmy decided this was because that's what he said. There were other options, but this was the best. I got to ask you about the timing of that because mm-hmm. my understanding was that when John Lynch talked about trade possibilities, he was talking about before Jimmy's surgery. But you're saying your understanding is that there were trade possibilities After. even okay yes, right. yes. as as Jimmy was coming back and we heard everything about the Browns just disappeared yeah. right they decided yeah. they wanted to go with Jacoby Seattle and, apparently just decided we ain't going to trade you for anything for him right. we're going to get him when you let it, him go it became the game of chicken yeah. yeah so if you're Trey you're thinking all right Jimmy so you'd rather sit behind me in case I get hurt or I stink it's yeah. kind of a weird it's complicated it's, at the very it's least. It's complicated, it is annoying. Right? Yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, if you're the, the Niners, of course, do the deal. It makes complete sense. If you're Jimmy, 
that's the bigger question. What do you know? What are your intentions with my team, Jimmy? <laughs> what are your intentions? Because if you, I mean, are, you know, are you praying on my downfall? Yeah. What's going on yeah, here? Yeah, we compared it earlier to you get a barbecue. And, is it at your house or at your girlfriend's house? Yeah. Your girlfriend's house, right? Yes. It's like, yeah. And she has this old boyfriend. And, oh, he's not going to be there. He's not. No, of course he's not going to be there. And then, oh, guess who's coming? Yeah. My, my parents invited yeah, him. Yeah. But you're okay with that, right? Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then they're talking about all the memories. Remember yeah. when we went up to Lake oh, Shasta? Yeah. Yeah. Come yeah. on now. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I, it all makes, none of this is really surprising, but if you are Jimmy, then you can't sit there and tell me that Jimmy doesn't have some thought in his mind. Look, if Trey slips up, this is the best. I'd rather sit here with the possibility of maybe playing, maybe not, than run for my life in Seattle. And that, Alan, gets us to the very heart of this whole thing. By the way, I agree on the text line here. Comcast Business Sex Line from the 510. It would be more concerning if Trey didn't react that way. I agree with that completely. But at the very heart of this is a question I, we probably will never know the answer, but when it came to bringing Jimmy G back, as the 49ers just did, how much of that was circumstances? Hey, look at this. He could do it. We could do it. Oh, let's just do it. It just kind of, this is the way it developed. How much of it was, whoo, we need help at the backup quarterback position, and how much of it was, we're not sure about Trey, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's what it comes down to. I don't think we'll know. As Evan said, I talked to Evan earlier. Well, yeah, all three things are a factor to a degree. But I'm just wondering if the 49ers approached Jimmy on this because they got to a point where they said, Trey, we thought he'd be a little further along than he is at this point. And that's that's what's so compelling about the whole thing because if you were to ask me is Trey on schedule behind schedule or ahead of schedule I think most people would say maybe on schedule the problem is I I took Bart here Whitey the problem is the schedule is incorrect the schedule is wrong you have to be so I have to be here at one o'clock and and the train is late yeah it's not late you 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 planned wrong right Mm -hmm. it's not Bart's fault Bart's on time but you need to get here at a certain time, and you didn't leave early enough. And that's what it is with the Niners. It, Trey isn't behind schedule at all. You went out and you got a guy that had the least amount of collegiate experience out of those top QBs. And you have a team that is ready to win now. So now you can't, you can't afford to hand somebody over the keys. I keep saying they gave Trey the keys, but they just gave him his permit. Mm-hmm. Jimmy's right there in the passenger seat. Yeah, on right. The text line, why do they do not need help for backup quarterback? Brock is pretty good. I'm not even reading those pretty good. I'm not even reading them anymore. <laughs> right? That's the last one I'm ever reading. My guess would be that a lot of it, the majority of the, uh, majority of the decision had to do with them looking at their backup situation and saying, okay, Sudfeld, yeah. and Brock Purdy, he's going to be pretty good, but he's never played. And we've got a quarterback in Trey that we like a lot, but he could get hurt because of the offensive line, because of how much he likes, we're, we're going to have him run the ball. And then we can't have a backup that either we think sucks or who has never played. So we're going to have to do something about that. Yeah. That would be my guess. There's other benefits, of course, but I... My guess is that would be the most compelling reason they approached Jimmy or they they had this conversation. No, I would agree with that. And I would say, think about it like this, right? Let's take the whole boyfriend, girlfriend context. Let's take all of that out of it. For six mil, even though there are, you know, certain ways based on Jimmy's playing time, he can earn more money than that. For six mil, how many teams wouldn't have taken Jimmy Garoppolo as a backup? You could make the argument probably every team would. Yeah. Right? Only a bad team that was maybe trying to tank or something. Any team that even already has their QB would still take Jimmy at that price. So that's why the the funniest part of this is Jimmy deciding to come back specifically to the Niners. Mm -hmm. Because look look around, right? I mean, even Tampa Bay. Right, a lot of these we don't know what's going on with Tom Brady. A lot of these teams would have given Jimmy that amount of money to be their backup and be that insurance policy. Jimmy chose, no, I want to stay with the Niners because Jimmy thinks I got some incentives going, and there's a good chance I'm going to play and I'm going to hit those incentives. He's Alan Styles. Yes, I'm Kevin Michael Whitey Glees, no ninety-five seven. The game. Hope you're having a great holiday. We appreciate your being with us today. I, I we we mentioned earlier that uh, the 49er culture could really be tested by this whole situation. Again, if everything goes according to plan and Trey's great, then there's there, there there's no concerns. But we we hear a lot about the 49er culture, and it seems like it is something that has helped them 
at times last year, I think they overachieved in the playoffs. You could argue they overachieved against some good teams in some difficult situations. I think Jimmy has had a lot to do with how strong the culture, from the outside anyway, appears to be. Because to me, Alan, as much as anybody can talk about culture in a workplace or on a team, unless the people who work there or who play there, unless they fully embrace it, Mm -hmm. you don't have any culture. Management can talk all they want. We have great culture here. But unless the workers and or the the players embrace it and say, yes, we're all in on this, you really don't have any culture. And I think the 49ers, to this point, they've had that. And you know what? The Warriors certainly have. And we talk about these overused terms and how culture is. You talk about it. I talk about it all the time. I don't want to steal your thunder. It's one of my favorite things to talk about. And I, I think about it the same way I think about other things, right? If somebody is... The man in, in, in whatever sport, if he's just a baller, you don't have to sell it. You don't have to say, hey, no, 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 he's really good. No, no, no. I don't, I don't need you to tell me. I can see that with my eyes. Yeah. Justin Herbert did not, did not need to sell me on Justin Herbert. Did not need to sell, you did not need to sell anybody on Joe Burrow, right? If the culture is what it is, we don't need to keep talking. You know what I mean? We have a strong culture, so we'll be okay. Okay, just show me. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's the same. The Spurs, nobody ever, nobody in the Spurs organization, we have such a great culture. Right. Everybody right? else talked about Everybody it. Everybody else yeah. talks they about it. They just did it. Yeah. Right. Even the, it comes up more now with the Warriors, but it was already in place. So now it's more, hey, now it's other, other businesses, a la other NBA teams, trying to copy that culture. And I'll, and I'll, and I'll take it a little deeper, Whitey, because when you talk about, Culture it gets overused a lot here. A lot of, uh, in, in specifically in the Bay Area, right? All these tech companies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We have a great culture. No, you have a ping pong table and beer in the fridge. That's not, <laughs> and you do happy hours. That's not necessarily. So those places you can go in there and eat breakfast yeah. every day. They don't even every ask day. you if you work there. Yeah, right. I'm Bring just, a not, friend. I just yeah. got a free meal. Yeah, right. That's, that's not good culture. That's just stupid. <laughs> yeah, that's just terrible <laughs> margins. Right. It's going to come back to bite you. But they run around and they say culture this, culture that. When in reality, that's not what it is. I liken it to the Warriors and how they have the bench mob and everyone's going crazy. I I might sound like a homer here, but it feels like the Warriors were one of the first teams to kind of go crazy on the bench, right? They would be doing their thing. It was a great time. Then, at the same time, they were winning. This is when 2014, 2015, when they started really turning the corner there. Then all of a sudden, you see... Other NBA teams doing their thing. I, I vividly remember LeBron and Kyrie mm. doing the bottle, yeah. the bottle yeah. flip thing. Yeah, I remember They're that. like, oh, this is so much fun. Yeah. And what what you're seeing there, you see the Warriors partying on the bench, and you think that's culture. That's that's the 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 ping pong table and the beer and the happy hours. What you don't see is what they're doing behind the scenes. That's the real culture. So you can sit there and try to copy the Warriors and have fun on the bench. That's not what the culture is. That is a product of the culture. That's not necessarily what the culture is. That's just people want that fun part, but you don't know about the work that they're putting in when nobody is nobody is watching them, right? 100%. And, and that is exactly what we're talking about in terms of the Niners. We can talk about their culture and how it's strong all they want, only – those that are in the building know how this is going to react, right? Because the the there I've I've seen reports that last year they got rid of the tray packages. A group of veterans went up to Kyle Shanahan and told him to get rid of the tray the, those tray goal line packages because it was undercutting Jimmy's leadership. Yeah, no clue if that's true or not. No clue. I don't have a hard time believing it. Was I mean, true. neither do I. I think you could see it week one. Well, remember when they were playing the Lions and Jimmy guides him downfield and then he comes off the field and I, who was it? Was it Mark Sanchez doing the game? That's got to be pretty tough for Jimmy. And you could, stupid to say, maybe watch it on TV, but I'll go to the bank with, you could see it in his demeanor and mm-hmm. his eyes like, wait, what? And now this stuff is starting to come <laughs> yeah. out and we don't know what's true. We don't know what's not. Don't tell us about how yeah. good the culture is. Let's right. just see. Yeah. See, to me, that is an indication of strong culture because the players went to management, assuming that's true, and I'm, I'm with you. I don't have a hard time imagining that happen. Said, this doesn't work for us. We're not on board with this. Right. Yeah. Um, you know where the warrior culture, to me, was cemented? This is just one thing, and obviously there have been more examples. To me, it was when Iguodala agreed to come off the bench. Because then it's like setting the tone for everybody sees out. That's Andre Iguodala. Right. He's been a stud in this league, and mm-hmm. he's going to come off the bench. So I guess, I guess we are all... Uh, about winning here, like Steph last year coming off the bench. Same type of message to Jordan Poole or or whatever it was. Um, so as long as they're winning 
and I think they will win, then everything's fine. And I think that's why everyone's accepting it now because they recognize, all right, if Jimmy's a backup, that's pretty good. Yeah. By the way, I agree with you. The Warriors cheering each other on was a reflection of real culture. The Cavs flipping the bottles was almost like, hey, everybody, look at this. <laughs> yeah. We got culture. Yeah, we got culture. See, see our over. culture? Huh? <laughs> yeah, like, I am not buying it. Bunch of phonies. Right. Yeah. Right. They, they, set, they set the standard. At least that's, that's, how, I, that's how I'm telling the story. That's yeah. how I'm telling it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, but that doesn't help you with your offensive line. Culture only goes. Yeah, no. Culture can't help you when you're getting beat. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I think about that meme, the security guard meme. It, I thought about it vividly during the <laughs> during the last preseason game because nobody was being touched. I just thought of that. It's that video that comes around every single year where it's a security guard and people are walking by and he's just barely, yeah. barely yeah. touching them. That was yeah. the Niners. Oh, yeah. On the text line here from the 510, Trey coming in to finish the TD drive is like when Whitey's on the air doing his jokes and having someone else walk into the room and shout the punchline. <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of. I mean, right? Right. I mean, you could see that, right? Mm-hmm. And I think last year when Kyle recognized that or when the team came to him and said, you got to do something about this, when he said, all right, Jimmy's the guy who gives us the best chance to win, the team started winning after that. And I don't think that's a coincidence. Yeah. And I give him credit for recognizing that. Yeah. A couple of days ago, I was playing, I was playing wiffle ball. Uh, oh no, wiffle no, ball? no, no, no! Sorry, it was kickball. Okay, kickball uh, down in Golden Gate Park, right? And it was a situation competitive where kickball. No, no, it was a birthday, so we were just enjoying ourselves, okay, having good. a good time. Is there a real competitive kickball? Oh yeah, they're they're out there. They could be church. I think I think Chuck Walter was in one of those. He was telling me, and I and I can only imagine Chuck in one of those leagues. He, yeah, I, I do not want to see that. I do not want to see. Come that. on, kids! I got some candy. <laughs> so. You know, we're trying to figure out the rules because there's only so much space. Yeah. So I say, all right, well, maybe we do what they do in softball. And if you kick it, you know, too far, you know, home runs, right? You can't have a bunch of home runs. Yeah. You have to time it out. So I said that. And then another guy goes up to the rest of the group and say, hey, guys, this is what we were thinking. And I'm thinking in my mind, I mean, I don't care, but I thought of that. Yeah. I yeah. thought of that. Right. That's Jimmy. Right. Jimmy, yeah. I did that. Right. And now Trey gets to go in right. and run in the touchdown. Have you ever seen or heard of keg ball? So I think you're talking about slosh ball. Okay. So that's actually what we were playing. Yeah. Okay. Because I saw <laughs> um, the day after our daughter got married, 4th of July weekend, we had a like a, a party in Golden Gate Park. It was the 4th of July. Mm-hmm. And people were playing that. I'd never seen that. And yeah. we were all just, so we, you know, we had our own stuff going on. We were watching. Like, you got to watch this. This is great. No, yeah. So we didn't have kegs. What we did was we just put a bunch of drinks at second base. So it's kickball, but everyone has a solo cup. Yeah. And you yeah. have to finish your drink at yeah. second base before you it proceed. was great. Yeah. It was very entertaining. It's it was a good game, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's good yeah. stuff. Okay. Yeah. For you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, the 49ers finally going to start the season against the Chicago Bears. Mm-hmm. I cannot wait for that. And I can't wait to stop talking about some of this. Although, we're going to be talking about Jimmy and Trey all season long, aren't we? Unless Trey is just like lights out. Yeah. He has to be. He has to be. And that's the thing. Going back to when uh, Philmo Mike called earlier, mm-hmm. here's the th- we know that they're going to be bumps in the road. We just don't know how bad, as we keep saying. And the other thing is this: look at what you just read. I mean, the NFC specifically, the the AFC is a a mess in 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 the most competitive, good way possible in terms of parity things know, like that. Th- seems to think Buffalo, 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 Buffalo. But I agree with you. Well, yes, but even I mean, the AFC West, and it, it's going to be a are the mess. Raiders a playoff team this year. It might just be bad luck because that division is. Yeah, they such, might be last place in their division, right? But and have a decent yeah, record, yeah, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. But when you look at the NFC, and we're going back to we have to wait, we have to take our time with Trey Lance. The time is now. I mean, Niner fans should know better than anyone the injuries that just destroyed one of your seasons. You're going into this season completely healthy. You're telling me that you still want to to roll Trey out there if he doesn't look great, but you have Kittle healthy, Debo healthy, Bosa healthy, everybody's healthy. And on top of that, the NFC is, I don't want to say wide open, but you had somebody pick the Eagles to win the Super Bowl. You know what's funny about all the quarterback talk, and we've had great quarterbacks here through the years, obviously, but this 49er team, what's their strongest unit? It's the defensive line, right? Mm. That's Mm -hmm. probably the strongest unit on the team. 
Uh, and if Trey Lance has a good start, probably a lot of that is going to be because the defense carries him. You go back to Bill Walsh and Joe Montana and Jerry Rice, Super Bowl winning teams that 49ers had. They had a great defense. They had Ronnie Lott and Dwayne Board and... Uh, but you never talk about that. Right. It's just interesting that Shanahan is such a great offensive, as you said. People like to call him a genius, and you know you got him, and you got McVay, and you got uh, Taylor now. All these uh, quarterbacks from that tree—they really were on teams last year that went far. But with the 49ers, the defense is going to have a lot more to do with how successful they are this year, and we just don't want to recognize it, don't want to talk about. It. We will. I think a lot of people because. They were coming out saying, this this defense is as good as 2019. This defense might be better. All this stuff. And all we can say is, we have to see them do it in a real game. Yeah. We think on, based on what we've seen, we think they are going to be really good. But I think we'll, it'll be talked about more once once you see some live action. If the 49ers destroy the Bears, they're probably going to win. If they destroy them, it's probably going to be because the Bears and their offensive line is they're doing a lot of work on that right now. Yeah. There's been a lot of draft capital on it. They're trying to fit the pieces together. They have a chance to be overwhelmed by the 49ers. Mm-hmm. Defensive front. Oh, yeah. I, I Overwhelmed. Dominated. Well, now you're making me think about that plus, uh, minus six. Mm-hmm. It's looking, looking a little juicy now. Yeah, very juicy. You know? Yeah. Uh, somebody on the text line, what is the name of the drinking kickball game? Slosh Ball. Slosh right? Ball, yes. Yeah. It's all, it must be great fun to play. It's really fun it to is watch, fun. too. Yes. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm not going to, I know we're up against it, but I mean, was I four for four with a couple doubles? Yeah. I was. A couple ribbies. You played college baseball, Relax. right? <laughs> yeah, I did. You played college baseball. Mm-hmm. That's what it's come to. You got to brag on I here know, about man. your slosh ball stats. Well, look, look, last That's time I played, I pulled my to? hammy. That's how sad it is. Last time I pulled my hammy. Coming up. We'll talk baseball soon. We will. We'll get to that. Rodon, is he right about Giants fans? Says that the best fans. Didn't seem like he really wanted to say that. <laughs> is he Is he right? That's coming up next. It's Whitey Gleason and Alan Stiles. That's all sponsored by Twin USA on 95.7 The Game. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now back to 95.7 The Game. I got a question for you. I have a question for the great Alan Stiles. It's Kevin Michael Whitey Glees and Alan Stiles on 95.7 The Game. Alan, what team has the best fans in Major League Baseball? In your opinion. Mmm. Mmm, mmm, mmm. Before you answer, give you time to think about it. Here's what Carlos Rodon had to say. He asked. He pitched very well yesterday. Of course, the after he left the game, the Phillies came back and tied the game. And then Wilmer Flores with the walk-off. Giants completed a sweep of the Phillies yesterday. And here's what Rodon had to say after the game about those Giants fans. We lost seven straight before we, we swept the Phillies here. And um, it's nice to still have fans in the stands. We have very faithful fans. And, you know, Giants fans are probably the best fans in this game. Um, still selling out and we're down what eight games now so I mean it was fun and I'm, I'm grateful for them 
Giants fans are probably the best fans in the game. By the way, um, Evan says it's the Savannah Bees fans, but I'm not even going to. I'm not mentioning that. Don't. Yeah, Mr. Minor League Baseball. Oh, I call minor league baseball games. Maybe the, anyway. maybe the Savannah Bananas. Ah, maybe. <laughs> How about, what do you think of what Rodon had to say? And it, was it just me or did you notice that he almost seemed like he didn't quite want to say it? He gone. Yeah. He gone. He gone. He is not coming back. You, he was. I was less focused. You on want that. him back? I would, yeah. obviously, but he was more focused on saying, "Yeah, they they keep coming, even though we keep losing." Yeah. Right? He is not happy. He is so upset that there he is not going to be a part of postseason baseball. And I don't blame him. You play to win the game, and he is not going to be in orange and black next season unless he's with the Orioles. Selling out when we're down. What eight games now? It was fun. I'm grateful for them. Of course, they just gotten swept by. Uh, Alan's favorite team, the San Diego Padres, before they turned around and swept the Phillies. I don't even know if I would want Rodon just because, and I know right now where the Giants are, it's like, you have a good player, keep him. With the injury history, um, I think they should have kept Gosman. I think it'd be a good thing if they keep Rodon. There is some injury risk there, but I agree with you. He's probably, it sounds to me like the Giants don't think he's going to want to come back. No, and th- this was maybe a month ago I was watching, and there was a miscue in the outfield something, and he... No, he watching was, the Giants? Yeah, right? This year? Defensive problems? What? Surprise, surprise, and Rodon is on the mound, and he can't even hold it in. I mean, you don't like to see your pitcher show up, the players on the field, but I couldn't really blame him, man. Mm-hmm. It, it just... he For them to start out the way that they did... And, you know, and it wasn't anything like last season, but to have that looming over your head and just and we were talking about this in the in the pre-show based on I don't know if it's still that because now that they've rattled off these games, but if they don't pick it up, it will be the major it would be the worst change season to season in terms of win loss column in Major League Baseball history. Really? So, okay, we talk about regression, and everyone said, you know, the Giants will regress a little bit. They might only win 90 games, but it would be the biggest then year-to-year win total regression ever? I think that they will be able to to hide from it. It was when they were, it was on that stretch that he was talking about. So if they just pick it up a little bit, they don't have to worry about that. Let me just say this about last year. Um, Last year, people, people wonder, was it a fluke? I mean, 107 wins. They did it. Give them all the credit in the world. It wasn't a fluke. It was a freaking miracle right. that that team won 107 games. Mm-hmm. Give them all credit because they did it. But that wasn't just a fluke. It was like a lot of things had to come together for them at the right time. They did. They took advantage of it. But that was miraculous. Yeah, you can call it anything you want. You can call it a fluke if you want. You can call it a miracle. I call it personally one of a kind. Okay. The bottom line is that it was not something that you could sit there and say, yeah, we can replicate this. The way that they won. Yeah. Just the the number of pinch hit home runs, period. That stopped, The buck stops after that. You can't scale that for next season. Right? I mean... Lamont Wade, we have no clue what he's going to be. We saw the same thing with Yaz. This is what happens with these guys. You're not a big yes guy, are you? We've had discussions. I, I don't mind him, but the idea, well, he's going to come back. They essentially said they're yeah. going to have him back because his war is still 1.3. Fine. Whatever. Okay. My, my, you find you can play multiple positions. You find these guys, and they've, been, they've bounced around from place to place. And what happens is, this is how I take it. You get your Lamont Wade from last season because these guys have bounced around so much. There's not really a full blown scouting report, right? Yaz that year in 2020, you know, in 2019 he played well too. Yeah, he did. But all right, what what do these guys like to do here? What do these guys like to do there? They've bounced around so much. This could be what I mean. Lewis Brinson's batting 333 right now, two percent. Yeah. So the, I'm rooting for him. Here I'm we just, go. Yeah. And then once you become part of that lineup and other pitchers and other teams, okay, this guy's moving forward. Okay, he doesn't like this. He doesn't like that. He doesn't like that. And then all of a sudden, the, the late late night Lamont's gone now. You know, does that happen? Honest question. Even at the college level, where you're not playing as many games, but do guys? Did you have that when you played? There's like, more. Wow, I'm seeing more of this that I oh, can't yeah. hit than yeah. I used to. But yeah, as the season goes on, and I mean, I finished in 2013, so the technology. I don't know if you can have iPads in college. I would guess not, but who knows? I know you can have them in Major League Baseball in the dugout. Do hitters hate pitchers? Like, do you hate Evan Giddings because he was a pitcher? Because no. I heard. 
I, I know, you know, like I used to work with a major leaguer who would say, yeah, wait, wait, I hate pitchers. No, I don't have a problem with pitchers. <laughs> I just think that a lot of times they find their, their – fi- they find ways out of – not they find ways to not do work during practice, and I don't like that. Huh. Yeah. Okay. You know, yeah. I don't like that very much. I know if Evan tried to throw me a fastball down the pipe – that thing ain't coming back. I know that much. <laughs> and if I hit a single, I'm definitely stealing off him. That's all I know, though. I don't think Evan's giving you anything good to hit. No, he's not. Any, anything I throw, you're pulling down the foul line because it's too slow. You're going to be out in front of everything. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I don't play softball. I'm, I'm brutal at softball. It took me forever to be halfway decent at slow pitch softball because it's like, why are you doing this? Yeah. yeah. Wait, wait, yeah. wait. Yeah. I mean, I hate really change-ups. This is really hard. The ultimate. So yeah. yeah, I'm with you. These Then you come back that next season, and I know Lamont Wade has had injuries and things like that, but you come back, or Yaz, or whoever, oh, there's a full-blown scouting report on me now. Oh, they they really know I don't like that pitch. And it's either adapt or not. That's why it's called the sophomore slump. You know, that's why when we saw the Joe Panics of the world and all these guys balling rookie season, Jason Hayward as well. Okay, let's see what you do sophomore year once there's a full-blown scouting report on you. Mm -hmm. Let's see. And you have to adapt, right? And we've seen Joey Bart start to adapt a little bit now. It's taken him a while, but he's starting to do that. Because, you know, I I walk up there, oh, I'm not getting inside fastballs anymore. Okay. You know, so it's, it's a... Again, it's a kind of a song and dance that you either that you know is happening. Can you be better? I mean, I would guarantee Yaz knows what these guys are trying to do to him. But can you adjust? Adjust. Yeah, yeah. it's that simple. I don't think Giants fans are the best fans in baseball. There are some great, great Giants fans. You could say that about the A's as well. I don't know how you feel about A's fans, but some of the true. I mean, some of the true A's fans mm-hmm. are. I remember Eric Burns telling me this once they're as good as any fans anywhere in the country there just aren't enough of them mm-hmm. but the real fans are as good as any fans in baseball so i think that applies to the giants too. giants you have of course a big bandwagon factor which is fine mm-hmm. right that's that's great if you have bandwagon fans that just means you've been successful but i don't know if there are enough of the real fans here for the giants or for the A's for us to say they're the best fans in baseball the other thing is and bless rodon that's a nice thing to say but no player can declare his fans or her fans the best now if somebody does that with a visiting team like every time we go in there man they got the best fans that means something when you say it about your own team that's nice but it's like giving yourself a nickname you can't do it out what, what, what you are, can't do but it. what are they supposed to say what is no, he supposed I understand to say, right i'm just saying that doesn't mean he's yeah it's like that's no nice. that does not that's make me it is. feel it's a nice thing to no say. that does not make me feel like he is wanting to stay at all if that was supposed <laughs> to make anybody feel like that i don't think that that was do you the think case. he he just wants to make sure he gets the the highest offer he can get from the giants that he intends to turn down and go elsewhere if he can Yes, I think that he probably would get a really good offer anyway because yeah. Yeah. they don't want to see him go. But see, I don't, I don't know. I know they're in a tough spot with him. Pardon me for interrupting, mm-hmm. but Giants right now, you know, how is a good fan, whether they have the best fans or not, how's a good fan supposed to? deal with this current situation. Fans are angry. Uh, some Giants fans, and now we've gotten to the point now there's more apathy. But a, you know, a month ago, there was more anger about the Giants than I'd seen in a long time. Because like, what, where is where are the players? What are we going to do? So right now, a lot of Giants fans look at that and say, Rodon is great. Look at all the 10 strikeout games he's had this year. you got to keep him. But if you're Farhan and the Giants and the way they do things, I could see how they might say, a lot. He's going to want a lot of money and a lot of years for a guy with an injury history. And so I think they're in a bind there. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they're like, yes, we would love to have him. But I'll bet you, if Bush came to shove, they'd be a little reluctant to do it. And that's going to be tough to sell to your fans. And I think you make a good point because if you were to put Farhan in a lie detector test and ask him what were your plans with Rodon, he'd probably say, you know, honestly, we came off the 107 wins. We thought, all right, let's add some more punch and, and maybe take a swing at it this season. I don't think there were any plans to keep Rodon long term because of the things that you've talked about, injury history. And now it's even a bigger waste because Rodon has stayed healthy for majority of the season. So you got what you needed, you wanted to get out of Rodon. You just didn't get what you needed out of essentially anybody else on the roster mm-hmm. besides Wilmer Flores and obviously all-star Webb, Jock Peterson, Jock Peterson, the all-star Jock Peterson who gets pinch hit for all the time and can only hit right-handed pitching. <laughs> Come on. He's a some star. 
He's not an all star. Some star, depending on yeah. who's on the mound. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> I think that they. He hit as far as Farhan did in terms of what they wanted to get from Rodon this season. Unfortunately, the team just wasn't there, and I don't think he, they're not going to overpay for him. They don't do that. I think most fans will want them to, but I don't think they will. I think they'll make a run at Aaron Judge. I don't think they'll get him. No. I don't, Carlos Correa, the Dodgers are losing their shortstop, Trey Turner, because it doesn't look like he just wants to be out here. He, I'm sure he loves being with the Dodgers, but he's not a West Coast guy. So I could see the Dodgers going, okay, see you later, and signing Correa. So, yeah, probably. <laughs> he, would, he would fit in yeah. with them perfectly. Yeah, yeah. I, if you look, I mean, Trey Turner would be great. Like you said, it seems like he wants to go back. He went, played baseball at NC State. You have, you, if you're just going to get judged by himself, that how many more wins does Aaron Judge give the Giants right now? Plop him on the Giants right now. I don't know, but he gives you a little more buzz, uh, which obviously that wears out quickly if you're not winning games. Um, he ten. What's his? What does he? What? What do the analytics say? He gives you maybe four. Is he a four or five win player? Mm-hmm. A guy that caliber? Yeah, yeah. Is that what this, the analytics say? That would sound right. Yeah, and, and you got to be maybe five or six. I'd have to double check. Number one, you have to sell Aaron Judge because he's sold. He's from Linden. Yeah. He's a big Giants. fan. We know he's a Giants fan. Yeah. I don't know if oh, that's he enough. Loves it. You know oh, what? You know what? Aaron Judge also likes being giant. pitched to because if he comes to this roster, yeah. no one is going to pitch to him. Why would you? Why would you pitch to Aaron Judge? Yeah, you say that, but you can have Wilmer and Davis hit the eye to look out. And maybe Brinson. Yeah, and Brinson. (laughs) Bring them all. No, then Yaz. Look at that sandwich. Um, So I I don't – you, I, if you're asking me to get Judge, I'd love Judge. But you have to get other pieces. I'd rather go in the direction of get you. And I know they're all going to want big money, but – Go get a go get a Andrew Benintendi, right? Go get two, three guys. Uh, he just doesn't he need hand surgery or something. But I get your point. You know, yeah. go get some of these guys that I have to trade for those guys, though, right? It, he's a, he's going to be a free agent. Okay, okay, yeah, he's going to be a free agent. That's why the Yankees took him as like a rental that I guess right. didn't really right. work out. Yeah, but guys like that, if we're calling Aaron Judge tier one, and these guys are one B. I would take two or three one beers versus Aaron Judge, as much as I love Aaron Judge. You might be more realistic with Shohei Otani because everyone, the Giants love a good deal. They're thinking, whoa, this is two for one. We get a pitcher and a hitter. Yeah, but I got to trade for him. And again, what am I going to trade? Look at the guys we're just talking about that they have on the roster, right. having the minor league system. How can I, if, if somebody like, well, we saw this with Soto. It's like, all right, uh, you know, the Nats are looking around, all right, who's, what do you want to offer for Soto? And the Giants could not compete yeah. with the, the, any of the offers. Certainly yeah. not with the offer that you know what it's like. Today. It's, it's when you go to pay with cash for something, and the tax hits you, and you oh oh it's eight it's eight forty two. I thought it was only seven bucks. Hold on one second. I only have seven dollars in my I'm pocket. I'm embarrassed to say I've actually paid for with cash <laughs> fairly recently, and it's weird the way people look at you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the Giants. They got up. They got up to check out and didn't yeah. realize what the what the taxes were. Yeah. You know, and we had people all over, you know, on the text line, on the call line. You can't get rid of Kyle Harrison. You can't get rid of Marco Luciano. Meanwhile, the Nationals were just laughing at even if that was the offer. I, 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 I'm, I'm going to go in a direction here, Whitey. Do it. And we talked a little bit pre-show. In terms of Logan Webb, this summer is oh, very what? big. What? For Logan Webb, yeah. because he's 26 years old, and if they don't go out and put pieces around him, and that farm system isn't looking great, yeah, I'm thinking about it. I'm not. I'm if thinking I'm Farhan, about it. I understand where you're coming from, but if I'm Farhan, and I'm not, but if I am, I'm thinking, we're trying to put a competitive team on the field every year. Some years it's not going to work, like this year, at which point come the... You know, we get to the trade deadline, we'll have to make some decisions. But we don't want to tear it down. We don't want to tank because then Bay Area fans, no matter what Rodon says about them, if we tank, they're gone, and it's going to be hard to get them back. And we feel like we have a better chance of keeping those people interested if we're hanging in there and hanging on and year to year, hey, last year we won 107 games and guess what? Oh, uh, we're retiring Hunter Pence's jersey, so you got to come on out. I just don't think they're interested. Maybe they should be. They have no interest whatsoever in tanking and tearing it down. And I think Webb would be part of that process. I just don't think they want to do it. Yeah. I mean, you're probably right, but I'm talking about 
ready-made prospects. Yeah, you may be right. That may be the way to go. I just I, I, all I'm saying is, I, and I wouldn't go. I don't go in this direction if they go out. I just don't. I'm not positive they're going to go out and do what they need to do this summer. I think we're hearing a lot of talk right now, or this winter actually, right? or this yeah. winter. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I don't know how much they're going to do if they come in and they start and they do go out and it's, it looks like a different lineup. Then I will not talk about that anymore. But the way that they're talking about bringing back Yaz, bringing the band back, bringing the band back to do what? <laughs> the album yeah. wasn't very good. No, it why wasn't. are we making another? It, it, it wasn't. Yeah, in fact, it was unreleased. We couldn't get anybody. No. <laughs> JD texted me yesterday. Uh, the Giants lineup. And, and I know they won yesterday, so it doesn't seem like a great time to be piling on. But you put the pitching aside, okay? Just that lineup they had yesterday, and I know it's a Sunday, you're resting people. I said to them, you know, if Vegas or Portland or Nashville had an expansion team, you know, the Nashville Notes, or here they are, the, the Portland Foresters, it would look like that. Yeah. That, that unit they had yesterday, yes. that, that starting nine. You continue to take these swings and misses, no pun intended, on these pro- these older prospects, these journeymen, right? The Tommy Listellas of the world. It's just it's not going to work. The farm system has to produce. It it continues it just reeks it just reeks to me these moves Lewis Brinson, even Yaz to a certain degree, all the even late night Lamont to a certain degree. All these guys that have been around the system and we're going to give them a good try and I know other teams do it too. It just reeks of I'm the smartest person in the room. Yeah. I know you guys couldn't get them to work, but I'm it, it's moneyball. And it just reeks of, I can figure this out. Two big problems here. One is the fact that the minor league system has not been producing. You know, Farhan, as we know, he and his staff are great at finding diamonds in the rough. Guys that other teams have given up on, he's great at finding those guys, putting them in a situation where, boom, they can succeed. Mm -hmm. That's really special. But you can't build an entire roster of those guys. You can't do it. You can augment everything else, but they don't. They're not bringing in the big free agents. Right. They're not making big name trades. Uh, the farm system isn't developing. So that's when that's all you have. That's where you, that's how you end up where they are now. The other problem is this: getting back to 107 wins. The idea that the Giants could compete with the Dodgers, whom they play tonight, Alan, it's science fiction. It's just it's not realistic. Not right now. Yeah. Do you know Friday the Padres beat the Dodgers? Seven to one. Okay, that was Friday. Do you know how long it had been since the Dodgers had lost a game by five or more runs before that game? How long? Take a guess. It's a record streak. Really? Yeah. If you don't want to guess, I'll just tell you. Just tell me. Okay. 228 games. Wow. It had been 228 games since the Dodgers had lost by five or more runs. The record that they beat had been set by the 79-80 Pirates. That was 148 games. That was the old record. This team is just, you know, you look at the way you develop a team. You trade for guys. You sign free agents. You develop them. Uh, the Dodgers do all of that for yeah. whatever reason. This team is well, because of, is it Farhan? It's Farhan. Farhan. <laughs> he's still getting credit out there. Yeah. It, well, he's getting Giants fans are giving him credit for what the Dodgers look like to make themselves feel better. The problem is he's on the same timeline, right? He's yeah. on his fourth year. He was with the Dodgers for four years. Mm-hmm. So where? What, what's the deal? And I don't want to hear. I, I want. I want Giants ownership to come out and say because if if Farhan's idea, if we're if it's if we're giving him a bad rap in terms of he's going out and and hey. They're saying, I can't spend this money. Somebody needs to answer, right? We hear from Joe yep. Lacob. Yep. We hear from Bob Myers. Right. We, somebody needs to answer these questions. It's harder with the Giants because you have a consortium. You know, right. it's a little harder to have a – you don't have a figure. Um, but uh, but it, it, it's just staggering what the, what the Dodgers have been able to do to this point. So I don't I, – how – you know, if you're a Giant fan, you look at this and you say, okay, uh, Farhan comes from the Moneyball era, right, mm-hmm. from Moneyball background. Yep. And you've got money. The Giants have money. So, ooh, this should be like Theo Epstein with the Red Sox. When you've got the analytic mind and you've got money, you the gotta Red combine Sox it. won multiple World Series. They you went have to the to combine Cubs it. and won a World Series with the Cubs. Just stick, Wow. Yes. So we need that. That's what Giants fans have expected. And yes. at this point, they haven't seen it. It's, it's a version. It's a better version. It's evolved Moneyball. 
It's we're going to get value in some Moneyball places, plus. but yeah. we're, we're, we have to have our staples, right? Yeah. So when we look at the Dodgers, yeah, sure, they have the Justin Turners of the world and the Muncies who they kind of found. But they also have Mookie. But they got Mookie Freeman. Exactly. Yeah. You yeah. have to combine to do those things. And another thing going back to the prospects, the reason that's a big deal is not necessarily whether these prospects hit or not. We don't. I don't even know what to do with Cody Bellinger's career at this point. It's very confusing. I don't think we have enough time in the show. But, but when, real quick, the Dodgers, mm-hmm. that happens like, that's okay, we got somebody else. If yes. it's the Giants, it's like, oh my goodness, yeah. we're screwed. Yeah, Cody exactly. Bellinger's not Didn't the player hit, we all. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But when you put yourself in a good position and you, you do hit on prospects, it doesn't matter because you're not going to actually – take all of them to the field because now they're parts of trades. Yep. That's how you get the trade turners. Yep. That's how you get exactly. those guys and you exactly. figure out, okay, are we going to re-sign them? Whether they, whether they re-sign trade turner or not, we've already gotten much more than we, maybe one of those prospects is going to be Hall of Famer. Who knows? We don't know. What we do know is that Trey Turner is good right now. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think that is the toughest part in this whole thing and this timeline. That's why I'm saying, look, I understand if you, if you did trade Logan Webb, it would essentially be like saying uncle, right? We're, we're, we are tapping out for the next couple of years while we figure this thing out. But right now you're just kidding yourself in terms of what, unless you go out and shut me up and spend a bunch of money this off season, which I don't know whether you're going to do or not. And I don't even know how many people want to take your money at this point. No, because yeah. who's going to, you have to get someone, who's going to be the first sign that says, all right, I want to be a part of getting you guys back on the right track. Because what's the selling point? We know, I'm, I know I'm not, Aaron Judge, you can't tell Aaron Judge you're our missing piece. He'd, he'd say, look, I'm pretty darn good, but I'm not. We need more. We yeah. need more. We need more missing pieces. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, make sure you stick around today after we're done at four because we're going to bring you the Red and Gold Roundtable. It's Bonte Hill, Damon Bruce, and Kyle Madsen, who knows a thing or two about the 49ers. They're going to be discussing all things 49ers and get you set for week one and next Sunday at Soldier Field against the Chicago Bears. And coming up next, speaking of... Yeah, the 49ers and Bears, as I mentioned earlier. We'll look at how these two teams are actually quite similar and why that is not a good thing for the 49ers. That's next with Whitey and Allen on 95.7 The Game. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.